Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Tim the Freedom Varian O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin. I am here, and I'm excited for another show with you. Absolutely. So uh, we are back here. Uh, we're, we're doing the live show Tuesday evening, but we're on WYSL Thursday evenings at 8 p.m. If you guys are listening there, too, appreciate you. Glad you're here. Glad you're listening. You want to participate in the live show, you got to do Tuesdays at 9 p.m. That's that's where we are online only. You can leave your comments there. So we, we got a few folks listening. Thank you for being here, whoever's listening tonight. Uh, got a good comment. Leave it out there. We may read it on there. So we're, we're going to talk about a couple different issues. We're going to talk about this, this um, raids against the, the Machine was it Rage Against the War Machine? Really? Rage Against the War Machine. I mean, all too often in our society, we've got a group of people that rage against precisely one half of the machine. But but what it appears to me is, while there may be some reason to be skeptical, there there appears to be an actual rally, multi party, multifaceted people standing sure. up against the the Ukraine yeah. uh, war. The Ukraine war. Interesting. Um, but the. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. The Russia, the Russia incursion against the Ukraine. There you is a go. Fair, hey, a there fair you go. Yeah. So, yeah, like, no, you're right. You're if, absolutely if, right. Yeah. So, so this rally raging against the, the war machine, you know, it's supposedly a, a, uh, a, a rally that is, you know, aimed at, uh, trying to, to, be anti-war aimed at you know uh trying to to make sure that the u.s doesn't get involved in that conflict uh and and you can read the goals and say i mean if i i i almost put out this inflammatory um description of it in the video which is you know like it's it's a it's a rally that it's it's full of marxists literal russian chills and an actual child predator um that those are some of the folks on the speaker list so you you have um quite the collection there that that's really what the you know the controversy is is it's some of the speakers that they're folks in the anti-war movement who they they don't they don't trust their bona fides for uh, a number of reasons yeah we let's let's dive right into it i've got a list of the speakers here um ron paul's going to be speaking at it tulsi gabbard's going to be speaking at it dennis kucinich guys who's a radical liberal semi-commie kind of guy but also true to his ideals unlike like your bernie sanders who who seems to kind of sell out periodically scott horton who's been a dedicated anti-war activist Anne wright chris hedges david swanson daniel mcadams the executive director of the ron paul institute and the yeah. co-host of the ron paul liberty report garland nixon max blumenthal anaya Perumpil Supreme, Jill Stein, who's pretty popular in left-wing circles. She's a former Green Party candidate for president. Tara Reid. Um, I'm pretty sure. Is that Tara Reid, the same Tara Reid that accused Joe Biden of? Uh, it is of, one in the same. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, um, Also guys, has done some work for the Russian state, apparently. Okay. Too. And <laughs> my, my personal friend and interesting political activist and campaigner, Diane Sayer. Now, she does kind of go on some rants that I'm not sure. I, whatever. I, I not, love not, Yeah, Tim, you don't, you don't have to give him full endorsement. She is interesting yeah. to talk to. I, I've never great. talked to her, but I've, I've I've listened to your conversations. She's, she's interesting. It's yeah. Not, it, the the, the yeah. really the, one of the most controversial guys, of course, it, as always, um, Scott Ritter. When he makes news, he makes controversial. Uh, Tim, Tim, why is his inclusion controversial? But, but well, two, well, I'll Scott give you two, two reasons. There's, there's actually, yeah, there's two reasons. Much, he has two, 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 big two convictions for uh, inappropriate behavior on the internet with underage, well, with 
police officers who were claiming to be underage uh, uh, females. Yeah, dude, dude sent naked videos of himself uh, to what he thought was a 15-year-old and uh, also tried to meet up with them yeah. uh, on more than one occasion years apart. Two, ten years apart almost. Yeah. Um, so it's not – yeah, like a, a one weird accidental thing. Um so I, I look. Yeah, this is this is what I this is this is going to be a weird conversation for a second because you're you're going to have a hard time forgiving me. But what's what was he convicted of? Uh, I mean, he he was what well, I, I forget what the actual charge was, but it was right. basically like uh in uh the exposure thing because he he sent a uh, lewd video of himself to uh, to, naked to, to a police officer, which even though the police officer claimed she was fifteen, and look. It's reprehensible. Dude, okay, like the, the the excuse, like oh, I like knew it was Dude, actually. I knew person. that it was not. Yeah, no, yeah, weak. I knew weak. No, like it's yeah, it's gross. And further again, and, then, and by the way, this guy there, he was uninvited, and then he was reinvited, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, it looks that. like the the chair Angela McArdle had invited him, but then she's like, oh, like I didn't really invite him. He, you know, there's just a bunch of speakers there. I wish you wouldn't show up. Ah, what are we gonna do about it? What are we? Yeah, it's uh, Diane collaborates with Scott regularly. Um, he's always come off as as uh, incredibly pompous to me and and somewhat off putting. Um, that doesn't mean he's wrong. He has a very interesting. Should, should we read his his tweet about the Russia situation? It's a uh, it's, yeah, it's a real it. banger. It's a, it. yeah, so he's responding to someone. He got, again. This is a speaker at an anti war rally. I don't claim to be anti war. Are right, starting off strong? Never did. There are rabid dogs out there, and we need Atticus Finch to shoot them down, to shoot them. I do, however, object to the senseless shooting of healthy dogs. Ukraine is a rabid dog. Russia is Atticus Finch. Thus ends my lesson. That's a little pro-Russian. Yeah, just a smidge. Yeah, just a tiny bit, man. Yeah. Yeah, like when we I, get to the crux, of it, like there's there are some legit anti-war speakers at the like I I understand that you know like to me I I see I, I know there's some folks I, I think like some of the like the criticism against like Tulsi Gabbard like oh she's a Russian shit I I don't really buy it with her like right. there there you know aspects of her politics I don't care for but like I, I don't really think she's on you know the Russian dime in the same way that some people actually are like there there's some like actual Russian like affiliated media speaking there uh oh is there like which which one do you know oh, oh and i i got i got the the list in front of me but but there there are a lot of folks who are um like actually paid by like they're, they're like rt people um let's see jackson hinkle i think is is one of them okay uh garland nixon worked for like sputnik and rt um uh, All right. Daniel McAdams is an RT contributor. He's the, he's the the Ron Paul Institute guy, and we can get into the Ron Paul Institute stuff like separately. But sure, um, yeah. but yeah, like there, there's there's a lot of these folks who are, and, it, and this is why I think it's really important because what, what always happens in a lot of anti-war movements is that you get painted as like, oh, you're just for the enemy, you're you're just for the other side, like you're not really like genuinely anti-war, and there's a like usually it's coming from the neocons like this push to conflate these two positions right like you see that a lot in like vietnam right like in the vietnam right. situation like oh you're not you're not really against american intervention abroad you're just pro-communist you're pro-vietcong whatever right and it, and that's the people would purposely conflate those positions in this case you do have people who are saying stuff like what scott ritter said who said you know Russia's Atticus Finch and Ukraine is a rabid dog. Like, no, man, like the Russian invasion is bad. If you want to be anti-war, be anti-war. Russia is the bad. There can be more than one bad guy right. in this situation. And there's this like weird uh, approach that like some folks in the in the, the libertarian sphere take to American foreign intervention where you're so consumed with like understanding that American foreign intervention is bad that you start like thinking like okay well america thinks russia is bad so maybe russia is good america thinks china is bad so maybe it's it's good and maybe venezuela is okay and the ron paul institute does that and it drives me bananas when like every time there'd be like a protest in hong kong they're like that's probably the american government like literally repeating like the the chinese government communist party line it's, it's yeah. so weird i i because 
I think it's because we're trapped in this either or thing. Like that, people's mindsets are are broken, right? They 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 lack the ability to grab onto nuance, and, and nuance doesn't sell, Kevin. Right? Like, so if I don't if I don't say Ukraine is filled with white supremacists, that's why Russia's there, or I I don't say Russia is the evil empire threatening to spread communism across all of Europe. If I don't take one of those two positions. I'm a psychopath. It, like everybody thinks I'm the crazy one. And it's a battle I've been fighting my whole life. Yeah. But but as I become more libertarian-ish or lo- stronger in my libertarian beliefs, it's a battle I fight regularly now, you know? Yeah. Like, so, so you like, want this? So you want to kill puppies? Like, yeah, right. Like, no, it, I, yeah, I, you, you don't. Yeah. yeah. P- people try to like push these other positions on you all the time. Like, because because I'd be like, well, you know, uh. Russia's like bad like it's a bad government they're an authoritarian government they're like the opposite of libertarian and we we know so both because like of the the self-apparent policies there and also like the libertarian party of Russia makes some really good points about how bad their government is um and and they should not have invaded Ukraine they seem like in some cases they're on a genocidal like mission in some of those areas like I that is not like an exaggeration is how they've treated some of this stuff the Ukrainian government is not perfect they do have problems with corruption they do have problems with like uh like white nationalists there too like it, it is a thing um and i can say all that and say like well maybe we shouldn't be sending them a whole bunch of money and weapons and maybe it's not worth the risk of getting involved and that's my anti-war position is that like the cost of of escalation is too high and like even if like it serves this short-term need to try to combat the advance of russia there's a massive risk and it might not be worth the risk of the US government getting involved and escalating into a much bigger conflict because war itself is immoral. And that's that's how I would love to see the Libertarian Party approach this rally. And I, I think they missed on this one by by conflating and in, in associating themselves with the pro war side of just the other side of the conflict. The pro pro Russia side, right? Pro Russia side. Yeah. yeah. I, I I can sympathize with that. I guess I wasn't framing it that way when I was looking looking at it overall because they have a list of demands that as a, a libertarian I kind yeah, you, of, you want you want to read out? Do you have that in front of you? Do yeah, you I do actually it? have right, it in front ahead. of me. Um their list of demands for the rage against the war machine. Not one more penny for war in Ukraine. Now the feasibility of that is unfair. We can't just you know I hate that we're sending weapons there. I hate it. I hate that there's a war going on, but not one more penny. Okay. That I, I turn in my libertarian card a little bit. Okay. Negotiate peace. That's number two. I find that to be like, that should have been number one. Let's negotiate peace. Um, and I've heard stories like you see tweets and you see people on the inside saying like, we're trying to negotiate peace. Like, like Joe Biden has said, Give up twenty percent of Ukraine to Russia, and and that was unacceptable. Um, Ukrainians understandably don't want to do that. They like, why the heck should I? They don't want to, and I don't. I, I mean, I get like if someone invaded, like you know, upstate New York, you know, I might be like, I I don't know, like I, I got friends and family up there. I don't really want to like just give that up to the rogue Canadians. You know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Like like when they took over the White House, like they they if they decide to take upstate New York, they can yeah, win. Yeah, never again, Canada. <laughs> never again. Two hundred years ago. Um, here here's a like so so the list of demands is good, right? Stop the war inflation, and guys, this this devaluation of the currency that's been going on for decades. People have been robbed blind. We've been robbed of technological advancements. I fully I'm I joke about flying cars. But we should be so much further ahead technologically than we are. The devaluation of the currency contributes to that. The war inflation, all of these things that that create problems for the middle class and poor people in our country are brought on by by exuberant spending, right? Disband NATO. As a, a demand that we don't hope to achieve, I like the notion of saying, hey, NATO is, you know, whatever i like i like the position i don't love it but i like it um number five global nuclear de-escalation um and i don't think that the mainstream media talks about the fact that we are playing patty cake with the nuclear power we're playing nuclear war is going to devastate all of us if in fact it happens 
there was a time, Kevin, and I just want to throw this out there that that the promise of Reagan and 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 de-escalating the end of the the Cold War, like we we were freed from fears of of Russian or nuclear, you know, mutually assured destruction. What a terrifying right. thing to be put into a kid's head, right? So so. I like global nuclear de-escalation. I like the Star Wars program, even if it didn't really work, right? The strategic um, knocking down other people's nuclear weapons and having defense mechanisms that could protect us from nuclear weapons. Here's one that everybody should kind of, you know, slash the Pentagon budget. Half of the discretionary budget goes to the Pentagon. The military budget is $857 billion per year and Guys, believe it or not, the Pentagon just failed its fifth straight audit. The Pentagon can only account for 39% of its $3.5 trillion in assets. Cut the military budget in half. Return those funds to the American people. Guys, we're in so much debt when we say things like that. I, I, I'm like, I don't know. How do we return them to anybody? It's like all made up money now. Um, abolish the CIA and the military industrial deep state. Um, this is where we kind of... It gets a little wild for me. Um, you want to abolish the CIA, Tim? I knew you weren't a real libertarian. No, I, I knew it. To, you're admitting it here on the show. It's, I I would love to abolish the CIA and the military-industrial deep state, but then there's still the: Did they kill John F. Kennedy or didn't they? And have they done some really crappy things all over the world? Absolutely. So can we abolish them? Yeah, I'd love that. Okay. Um, so so their demands are good. It's just. Can we abolish NATO? Can we abolish the CIA and the military industrial deep state? I mean, I'm sure we can if we put our minds to it. And it would be abolishing the CIA, I think, Maybe. probably would be a pretty net positive for the world. Uh, they got a kind of a a virtue signal, right? Abolish war and empire. Um, war and empire subjugate billions of people around the world to enrich a small group of elites. It's hard to argue with that. In just the past two decades, the U.S., has waged and backed wars in Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, Palestine, Yemen, Ukraine, and other countries. End all U.S. wars and regime change. Stop all military aid to other countries. End drone strikes. Close all U.S. military bases abroad. Bring all U.S. troops home. Build a world that guarantees every person freedom from war and empire in place of the collapsing U.S. hegemonic world order. It's beautiful, you, right? Like you I know say, what I'm going to say that one, though. What's That's that? what Russia wants. That's Not what U.S. weaker. Not- I mean, but legit, though. Like, I, I have conflicted feelings about some of that stuff. Like, Because part of me is like, yeah, man, like our, our footprint is way too broad. The United States tries to do, like, a lot. It tries to do way too much to project power. It is expe- is very, very, very expensive, yeah. both uh, financially and morally, to try to maintain global hegemony through force. Right? Um, it is. It's at, it's ridiculous. But you know, my 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 conflict about that is like, well, there there are countries, na- bad nations like China, who would also try to do that same thing in the power vacuum, and would probably do worse. So. Right. I, I get that argument. I don't have a good counter argument for that uh, because I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I guess that's why I get right there, and I called it a virtue signal, right? Like, yeah. And and guys, like, here's another reality, right? If we we withdraw all of our foreign military support and bases, if you think our dollar has they have devalued our dollar now, one of the things that backs the value of the U.S. dollar is our our ability to make sure that goods flow freely in a relative sense throughout the entire world yeah and i mean that's Saudi some Arabia of that oil. is through like yeah the threat of force that that is yes that's the threat of, of force and backs our dollar and it's gross yeah. right it's gross but it's real it is gross yeah like i i want to acknowledge like again I'm, I'm generally like in favor of like winding that power down but um and that there are ways to do it through like nato too it's like all right like europe should be responsible for its own defense we shouldn't be footing the bill for a bunch of that stuff like they can figure that they have their own self-interest there's a reason why like other countries like finland want to join nato now too is because like 
oh, they see a reason for like collective defense agreements that are totally understandable. Um, And yeah, maybe the U.S. just shouldn't be paying for the whole thing. Honestly, we should charge uh, Canada like a tax for for them just being next to us because they rely on our our military free riders. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they um, afford guys, that's how they afford their healthcare, their free healthcare system is yeah. is the strength of the US military industrial complex. Yeah, but uh we, we Tim, I, I hate to cut this out. We do have to head the break for the All radio right. show. Thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. We're gonna be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. We we and we Tim we can jump back right back into like I, I, I want to disrupt the momentum but yeah yeah I mean we we uh yeah we do have to take the breaks though so yeah I, that's so, fine and we'll you, make sure we, we acknowledge look, these I, comments to Steve he is crazy no wait Not I am crazy, crazy. yeah I just talked about myself in the third person Not all proxy wars are good no some no, some no. are some are bad as it turns out I would be not unafraid to say most of them are bad. Yeah, and uh, Betty, haven't we as human beings grown past war as a problem solver? I, you know, we. I'll be optimistic for a second. We uh, are much better at it, or not better at. It. We are doing a lot less conflict than we used to, but not not fully past it. I think we've matured emotionally some on some level. Like I don't see the. When I was young, there was a, a distinct. Uh, I would almost call it like quasi bloodlust right like there was this desire to go out and and fight wars and come back a hero and and it wasn't uncommon for for people to view the military as that and this was still in the wake of vietnam you know and and as as the realities of vietnam became apparent that people came back crippled and that people came back mentally and, and hurt like i think we 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 kind of woke up that war can be devastating yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. Um, all right, so we'll we'll go back in at twenty five. Uh, we can keep talking about NATO, this rally specifically, any of that stuff. Um, Steve Becker's asking about the balloon. Steve, we we're, we're gonna get the we're gonna get we the balloon. About Don't the worry. Balloon, oh yeah, we got we got to talk about the balloon. That was the best meme of the week. Holy oh, it was meme central. Was so yeah, that was a the. Good stuff, but um, so well, all angles—the warmonger angle, the the people freaking out, and also you know the, the F twenty two. We'll talk about all that. Yeah, let's do it. Um, There's a and, lot to unpack there. A real lot, and we won't even be able to get to it all. Probably not. But we're gonna head back and a free solution. Welcome back to a free solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Tim, the alleged broadcast journalist O'Connor. Alleged. I'm broadcasting right now, brother. <laughs> I'm That's doing true. it. I'm on the radio. I'm on the internets. I'm on the YouTubes. I'm on the Twitters. I'm all over the place, man. I'm, everywhere. I'm like everywhere. We were Go talking ahead. about the rage against the war machine. It's kind of a nifty name. It has some really uh, interesting people. And then some not so interesting people like uh, I, I am in contact with one of the organizers that that if people want to go to this thing, I could probably get you a free bus ride. But you've got to um, agree to certain standards of behavior and and certain offers of assistance. And then you get a free bus ride, bus ride to a really cool rally. Um, so, you know, DM me or something like that. Um, but we've got through number eight. Of the demands of the rage against the war machine, the abolish the war and empire. After that, we get into one. I think that that there's almost universal popular support for talking about a restoration of civil liberties and ending the mass surveillance that was brought about by the Patriot Act that that Edward Snowden highlighted and that Julian Assange spread information about that that we as American people are literally being spied on by our government nearly constantly. And my my. FBI agent right now is like, Tim, it's, it's okay. We're really not out to get you. Um, but, but this is real. Like the Patriot Act is a train wreck. Um, it creates a lot of problems. It's an invasion of your privacy. And I, I, I don't know. It, it makes me very uncomfortable. And then, of course, free Julian Assange is demand number 10. Um, I don't know why they didn't include Edward Snowden. Like he should be it, like basically – exonerated or whatever you do when you drop 
have his charges dropped. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah, yeah, yeah then, like that. That one. That one is interesting. Like, like specifically Julian Assange, uh, and not like. I mean, there's there's a handful of other like whistleblowers that that you right. mentioned, Edward Snowden, including. They they uh, they did, did kind of toss in that that throwaway line and all political prisoners. So like right. I don't know what that means. Like free the Russian oligarch gun dealers too. I don't know. You know, like we already did oh. that. So I guess I don't know. <laughs> what do we do there? So that was yeah. not perfectly well communicated. Now, uh, do you think uh, they should have mentioned something about how uh, the they wanted to, they they should have demanded an end to russian aggression too they sh- yeah because that's yeah so that's where you and i had a little disconnect like yes demand the end to russian aggression i did not realize that there was a little bit of a a pro russian angle to this and then there was a little bit of defending scott ritter on my part but not from being a reprehensible person but that he has a legit anti-war track record but it was always kind of grandiose too like, right. he says i don't claim stuff. to be anti-war he, he, i know he's right there and he comes back with uh atticus finch some sort of what, what kind that's bizarro world analogy like there's something wrong with that guy so yeah that's it <laughs> that's the end of it that's the end of it with scott ritter yeah i mean listen they, they, there's a few of them and again i i kind of mentioned like that the ron paul institute stuff is 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 weird too like you know and, and it's because i i was a big fan of Ron Paul. Like, I, some of the stuff like it bugs me though. It, this specifically, he got weird about the Ukraine stuff in 2014, and and also like every time something happens, like when when stuff was going on in Venezuela, he's like, "Oh, that's only the CIA." Like, but you know, they, they're just they're just trying to interfere with a free democratic government down there. And like, what, what, bro? It's a, it's a communist country. What the heck are you guys talking about? I, it's. I, there's things bizarre. I pay attention to, things I don't pay attention to. Ron Paul, and my admiration for him, started when he ran for president, ended when he didn't get the nomination, and then kind of over the years I've picked up more about him. So, And then my my, my focus was on Rand Paul, who disappointed me with his treatment yeah. of Edward Snowden and, and like his statements, his political statements about him, even though he is still more liberty-minded than most other Republicans, you know, like, I get it. So, yeah. whatever. And his Patriot... Rand Paul likes the Patriot Act, or at least used to, okay? When when they first broke news about the Patriot Act, Rand Paul was all over the news saying, this is national security, we need this. When they're telling you that they're spying, you guys aren't supposed to know that. I mean, that's kind of literally what he was saying. And it, it really bothered me, and I, I haven't quite gotten over it. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I feel like he was uh, against the Patriot Act, but I don't remember. Um, uh, he 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 crapped all over Edward Snowden. That I, he, I mean, he might have done that, but uh, that I, I feel like he was against the Patriot. Didn't he filibuster about that? You know, I could maybe uh, my emotional connection to the concept that Edward Snowden was a legit whistleblower. Yeah, that I caught a news blurb about him bashing Edward Snowden. Has has shaded my memory. When you get to be my age, just just, be just glad running all together. Yeah, no, no, no worries. It happens. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of Republican inconsistency on that stuff. Again, I, you, you got to be careful when you you invest too much in political heroes because I still Thomas Massey hasn't betrayed me yet. He's I don't know. He he's funny. He had, he had a good uh he had a good uh pun about the uh the Chinese weather balloon. Weather balloon. There yeah, we go. The said, Chinese spy balloon. What what do you what do you say? He said something like, uh, oh, if Biden shoots it down, it'll be like the most action he's taken on inflation during his presidency. Ooh. Something like that. Burn. That's a slick burn. And let's let's make a prediction about Biden rambling on incoherently tonight about inflation. Like and just saying platitudes, speaking in platitudes. Yeah, I mean, we're sure. we're missing the state of the union. I I see Twitter is already playing drinking games over it. Uh, you know, again, if you're listening to us on WISL on Thursday, we record this Tuesday nights. Um, so that's why state of the union is going on live while we're recording this. Um, we have a pretty good crowd tonight. So I just maybe there is a legitimate, uh, you know. I I literally I forgot it was happening. It's. <laughs> 
I, as you know, as everyone knows, I've mentioned, I do listen to talk radio. So like it's plastered all over talk, talk radio. It's a nonstop barrage of conjecture about what he's going to say. And then highlighting his tweets of the past week about how it, 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 there's never been a workforce like there is now. And it's like, well, you know, we're still kind of like about COVID level, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, more yeah. women are in the workforce. And it's like, okay, well, I, is that a good thing or is are they being forced into work because of economic hardship and the devaluation of the currency? So, like, it, it, you know, I'm old fashioned. Like, you know, I, if women and have a family structure and they don't want to work and now they have to work because of financial hardship, is that a win for feminism? I don't know. You heard Somebody, it here, folks. Tim saying that women should stay in the home. Wow. <laughs> And the kitchen. Sure and call the state. Just kidding. Send your angry emails too. Yeah. I do all the cooking in my house. Uh, not all the cooking. I do most of the cooking in yeah. my house. No, but so. I, I, yeah, I, I know it. But like people do have to struggle there. Like, man, I, I, my wife and I, this past week actually, like just did like an analysis. Like, all right, well, how much are we like actually spending on groceries? You know, like what do we, what do we need the budget for? And look at, we're, we're spending like 800 bucks a month at groceries. Like, holy crap. Yeah. It's like, it's like tripled in the last two years and not just because I had a kid either. Like that, no. that definitely contributed a bit. Um, two ounces of food a day. That's all that kid needs, man. Don't it's worry. The, about it's it. the diapers that get you. It right? is too. They, man, that's true. They go because... through a lot of them. They're expensive, but, but it isn't just that though. It is like other stuff. Like we looked at like the food stuff, even like just, just grocery stores specifically. So we we usually like, okay, Costco has always got the diapers in it, but you know, but just like right. the, the Wegmans uh, in all of these situations, like, holy cow, we're spending a ton. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so like, is, is Biden going to be able to do anything about that? And don't, don't give me in for you Biden fans, all like two of you out there listening, like, you know, the inflation reduction act. I, I don't have much faith in that having worked. <laughs> oh, oh my God. It didn't, it just, you could tell it wasn't going to work. You can't just virtue signal a, a, and spend money. Like, that's not how you combat inflation. How you do it is you constrict demand on poor people and middle class people. That's how you do it. That's yeah. Make well, sure that their lives are more expensive. Then you combat inflation. Mm-hmm. Raise their interest rates on their credit cards and their home mortgages. That's how you combat inflation. Cool. So, Simple. so, uh, successful. Yeah. Good, good job, Joe Biden. <laughs> I, they're basically telling people that and people are ignoring them saying, yeah, we need the inflation reduction act. It's like, we need a law. And I'm like, they're telling you they're going to make your life more expensive and that's going to combat inflation. It like it might work, like, but like it, it, it is, it's sort of a way to do it. Right. <laughs> you've lost stuff you've lost economic liberty and so i get sad and a part of my brain starts spinning in circles when i can't get past that stuff we 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 digressed away from the balloon though the most important event yeah speaking well let me let me get to this comment first okay thomas says that the dnc rnc our government has been giving preference to big businesses uh and underserving american voters for more than 40 years voting third parties the only nonviolent way to make sure our government serves us uh yeah no understand man like that's 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 part of it um you know i so i know like sometimes i i come off as like you know pro big business but there's there's definitely a like a regulatory capture uh a rent seeking um you know proclivity in in, in the, the the american corporate culture yeah regulatory uh, and, capture right that's that's the product that they sell right they sell regulations to protect their market share the government the agents of the government sell regulations to protect big businesses market yeah. share and that's yeah. that's real yeah no it's, unfortunately there's a lot of that and yeah the voting third party is uh probably the only way you're going to address it i don't know maybe maybe there's some good republicans and democrats out there who are legitimate about that issue but you always run that like bootlegs and baptist scenario right bootleggers and baptists you're not familiar familiar with that i know tim knows what it is but it's like you know how did prohibition come about there's the 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 baptist the people are like oh we've got to save the country we've got to save people from alcoholism and then there's the the bootleggers who are like yeah save the country wink wink and then thank you as they're stocking up and building their supplies so they know that they're going to make a ton off of the black market um and and unfortunately that's how a lot of like 
corporate regulatory power works, except for it's it's all about board. It's not like they're making their product illegal. It's like, oh, regulators, please, please don't throw us in the briar patch, Mr. Government. And then uh, suddenly, you know, like they're able to charge higher for their products because they regulate the heck out of them. It eliminates all the, the marginal competitors and uh, they go home happy. It's that's exactly it. We should the world should be more emotional about it, but we just let it go. We just let it happen. So, so this Chinese spy balloon, what what drove me uh, a little bit crazy is while I love conjecture, the amount of conjecture over the Chinese spy balloon reached. Guys, some of you reached wow. epic proportions. There's, with there's the so many experts out there. <laughs> it's like, it, well, it could already be armed with a nuclear weapon. And if we shoot it down, like, okay, just, uh, just slow it down. Like China said, and like, I'm not necessarily trusting China. They're like, it just blew off course. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal, you know? And then like, immediately it's like, well, three of them flew over when Trump was president. Nobody did nothing. And it's like, yeah. I, I, I don't even know what to make of this stuff. So I accepted a friend request from the Chinese spy balloon. Oh, good. You you are now friends with the Chinese spy balloon. Um, <laughs> I will miss your memes. You and your uh, violence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Now that they, with, with the balloon, it, it was funny. It's it, like, and I don't think we're going to have time to get like into this fully. So we might have to save some of this for like the, the next segment, but sure. the, the amount of like speculation from people who are like, Oh man, like this is such a failure of the Biden administration and they can't, they let this happen here. And, and then, yeah, the comeback is like, well, this happened under Trump too. And like, no one knew about it. All right. Like, okay. All so right. yeah, like the, the reality is, is so much more like, boring it seems uh yeah. so i, I kind of looked up like okay what's the history of this stuff why are they doing it this way like is this anything that is an actual threat what how would the military respond if there were an actual threat like why might they let it just like go over the country like we'll, we'll talk about all this stuff but like everyone's just kind of using it for like stupid political points as we do with gosh Ed, just every every situation now every single time well that's the thing i don't know it becomes at what point is it just we're we're being played for fools and entertained by news like yeah. and manipulated through MK ultra style programs with our emotional state you know like that oh my that's- goodness all right so Tim Rob MK ultra uh drink um but <laughs> no no we, we, we I, Tim I'm gonna cut you off that not only because that's bonkers but also because we actually have to go to a break all right. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. We got this this one from Patricia. It's the balloon. It's the balloon. Look at distraction. Are we being distracted from something, Tim? Well, it's... It's like everything is a distraction from something else. Like China's legitimately got aims on uh, Taiwan, right? Like, so, so the, but the Chinese spy balloon, uh, was it just, couldn't it have just been a weather balloon? Couldn't it have just been my friend of a big fluffy white balloon flying over the country? Like they got blown (laughs) off course. Couldn't it have just been that? Could have been. It it probably was. It probably actually was. Well, they they want to know whether it, transmitted information back to China. I, it did guys. Like it did that. Like, like that's, that's, what, that's what a weather balloon does too, to be fair. Yeah. And, and yeah. Could have taken some pictures of some yeah. of our military installations. Yeah. I could have done that. Like, yeah. Well, all right, no, what? you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to go back cause we're going to keep talking about oh, yeah. this. So <laughs> yeah. we might as well, we might as well talk about it on there. Yeah. Um, and so we'll go back in a free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson. Today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Variant O'Connor, Chinese spy balloon. Tim, Chinese spy balloon. Yes, Chinese spy balloon O'Connor. Tim, like Chinese that. spy balloon friends O'Connor. Yeah. That's why we have him on today. He he befriended the actual Chinese spy balloon. Uh, he sent me a friend request. What am I going to do? Like, God, I, he could have just followed me on my on my uh, Freedom Variant page, but he sent me a personal friend request. Yeah, so you know, so Tim, Tim has the inside scoop uh, before the uh, 
the Chinese spy balloon's untimely demise. Uh, although you were you were saying like uh, maybe it is just a weather balloon. I don't know. Maybe it's just a weather balloon. Maybe yeah. it sent pictures back to China of all over the country. But guess what? There's like I don't know twenty three thousand satellites that can read your yeah, car license plate up in outer space. They don't need a freaking weather balloon, man. No, like, uh, it was weird that we couldn't just shoot it right down though. Like I don't quite, I didn't quite understand any of that. Yeah, so. It, from, from from what I understand, there, there's like a couple different things going on. So, like, yes, they, they can use satellites. Uh, the, the U.S. military and, and, you know, all the intelligence services, they already take precautions against stuff that you can see from the air, right? Which is the same thing with, uh, with the balloon. But because you are a lot closer to Earth, um, you're only 11 miles up versus however high a satellite is. You Because you're a lot closer, you can take clearer, more detailed pictures of stuff. So if you want to do that, that's why they do that. Um, it's also, as I understand, like kind of a, like a legal gray area where, you know, if it's a, a device that isn't like controlled, like because they can sort of steer its direction a little bit, but not really. Right. Uh, they can, they have that plausible deniability of like, oh, it just d- blew off course. Like, we weren't really trying to go over your missile silos. We're so uh, sorry about that. But 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 the U.S. uses these too, I guess. But they yeah. it same thing where they'll they'll send them way up. Uh, mo- most of the time, like because again, this has happened before. Most of the time, most people don't notice them. Uh, but they China will send them over, you know, India and the Philippines and you know Taiwan and all sorts of places. They'll do their thing. Um, so the and then in terms of like why didn't the U.S. shoot it down? Like I I think it's actually pretty believable. They they didn't want to like shoot it down and. One of a couple things happens. Either they shoot it down and it falls down and it hurts someone or damages some property, then everyone's mad. Uh, or they miss and cause damage that way. Um, yeah. and I guess they're harder to take down than, than it seems. Like there's this situation where there's a Canadian balloon that was like uh, about to fly into Russia and the, in Canada tried to shoot it down with like, you know, these 50 millimeter cannons and Oof. couldn't do it. Like, it- it just like the 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 shooting it up with the those didn't deflate it fast enough for it to not fall <laughs> go go into Russian territory and this this I guess a while ago but um, so that's why they used the missile the the F twenty two which has cost just a sickeningly amount uh, a sickening amount of money for the the U S government and for us taxpayers uh, got its first confirmed kill with <laughs> that balloon yeah we, um. We- we couldn't I, I think we should have captured it and held it for interrogation. Like I think we should have brought it to the ground gently. Like we should have though the F we we did get some money's worth out of the F twenty two finally. Finally. It's done something, finally. you know. It's it's, a, that's a, a, a small positive. <laughs> um but but yeah, I, I guess there there's also like the US government again, because they're protecting against um you know the them looking at all the the stuff anyway. They're like, we'll do, we'll just kind of see what they're doing, and if they're transmitting weather weather stuff, okay. If they're doing like spying stuff, we'll just try to intercept the signals and uh, decrypt them and figure stuff out. So it's it's just kind of better to like let it go most of the time. So for all the people like you know pounding the table, ah, Joe Biden's letting China run all over us. Well, all right, like. The U.S. military has some of their own stuff going on, and there's there's a lot I don't trust about the U.S. military. But in this situation, it's like they have ways of being able to detect, detect like if it if it were a nuclear weapon up there, like you can you can detect that from pretty far away. Right. Um, they they would see that they they assess whether or not it's a threat. Um, you know, if it's if it's a biological weapon, why well, I, I guess they could drop it over, but shooting it down doesn't necessarily help. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, disperses it in a different way. So I, yeah, like I, I again, I get to a, where the most interesting piece of it was was the amount of reaction to it. In that, it, it, I don't know even know who saw it. I don't know how many people saw it, but like it, it was a balloon, man, and yeah. it wasn't loaded yeah. with nuclear weapons, and it may have had an explosive device on it to, to self destruct it. But like, yeah. I don't know. We don't yeah, know. But, but yeah, like they're, like the actual like pro-war people in this country are using that as an excuse to be like, ah, this is why we should never have cut the military spending so deeply. We like, need but, to protect but, ourselves what? against China and their imminent incursion. Now that they have 
pictures from 12 miles up. They know all they need to know, Kevin. I'm skeptical, I guess. We we post it all on TikTok. Like, they don't need the balloons. It's all there. Oh, they, everybody has – well, I'll, that's another thing. A lot of governors are now banning TikTok yeah. in their state for all of their state workers and on state-owned cell phones. So it's a net positive. <laughs> I mean, like they're yeah, they're they're doing some of that before. Like I I get like it it probably shouldn't be on like your your state owned device that you're like keeping and accessing sensitive information on. Fair. I get that. Like you probably shouldn't have many like un you know, regulated apps on there. Like you go to like the Google App Store and stuff's a mess there, right? Like it's you you don't you don't really know what you're getting a lot of times. Yeah. Um so so I get that. That makes sense. Like banning it for like average people though, so stupid. So so dumb. Like I like you. You should yeah, be careful about they, your own information. But um, yeah, I don't know if they've done that yet. If they've gone that far, like did did South Dakota ban it for every single resident of South Dakota, or was it just just for its government uh, phones? South Dakota. I don't remember what South Dakota that there, there's uh there's some were they the one that that won the ban TikTok presence? There, there was some state that that wanted to do that. And I, I, no, they just did state owned devices. Yeah, okay. All right. So that's that's honestly that's just reasonable, right? Like, hey, yeah, don't put your garbage yeah. apps on the phone we're giving you to use. Yeah, and that yeah, and, and a lot of federal government, you know, they did that too. But yeah, again, the, the way I see that is like, well, you brought you probably unless you're managing the social media for the government account, you probably shouldn't have Facebook on your phone or Twitter on your phone either. Don't mess around on your phone. You could do that on your personal device. It's a work tool for yeah. work. <laughs> that's it don't, don't have it on there you don't have any rights to the, like that property even if it is government given or granted or gifted however you want to look at it just like you it's know it's not the, yours you're getting a free cell phone deal with it make your call yeah. don't exactly. even call personal you know don't even call your friends get your own phone for that <laughs> it's important you know like I, i've had company laptops before like yeah you're not supposed to just download whatever onto the company laptops either it's Exactly. Don't want I that. think that's a fair request, you know. Bring um, your own laptop if you want to, you know, do do things that laptops do. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, Kevin, I, I, how are we doing on time? Because I've got an interest. We, we, we got like six minutes left if you want. Right, I've got a human to... interest story. That yeah, I yeah, let's talk about it. If we got time for, and I think we six minutes, we might be able to break it down good enough. So a young man that I know personally is a, a very proficient at wrestling, certainly a dedicated high achiever in, in the scholastic sport of wrestling. And he, he has his sights on a, a state championship and, and guys, he, 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 his mom packs his wrestling bag, goes into school somehow, for some reason, a school official searches his bag, finds a piece of equipment that is in a violation of the school rules, no longer illegal, that belongs to his father, who has a, an issue with uh, a, a health issue that uses this as a treatment for. And now this kid can't wrestle in the state tournament. Can't even go to sectionals. 90-day suspension. No due process. No Fourth Amendment rights. Just yeah. seized and in violation of a school policy. And now, like this kid's got a four plus four point plus average, a a Ivy League wrestling potential, like Cornell wrestler. He's got this going for him, and this is a huge stain on this kid. And it's really, I feel, I don't know what what's your basic takeaway. People are going, "Hey, eh, should have followed the rules," and I'm like, nah. "Hey, I don't know, man. I'm not no, a big it's... rule guy." <laughs> Not a big rule guy. No, I, I, yeah, I tend to agree. It's like in, in most of these situations, it's especially as, as I understand the situation, you're, you know, hinting at what it is too. It's like, all right, it wasn't, wasn't really like his thing. And, and even if it was like, oh man, like that's, that stinks to ruin it. Like it's, it's not something that impacts like performance in that same way, right? Like you're doing performance and they had some drugs and that's like messes with the outcome of like your match. Sure. Right. Sure. Like that's, that makes sense. Um, I think some of the other stuff, I, I, there's no, uh, to be clear, like none of the school officials are, are some of the, the people that wrote the report on this felt as though the kid was being truthful, that it belonged to his, his father, that it was mistakenly put in his bag and that, but unfortunately 
because there is a rule, we have to enforce it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so like a, a lot of these, like these organizations, the stuff generally, like you get in these groups and people say, well, if we make this exception here, then when there is a, an actual violation of this rule, like it's going to end up getting messier because we made this exception this time. So it's easier to just say, we're going to be consistent and regardless of extenuating circumstances, apply this rule. Right. Um, which is certainly an approach to take. Um, It is an approach, but it is not an approach that most public schools take because they are very ambivalent when it comes to certain students and like, so good kids get punished to the fullest extent of the administrative rule body and kids that are consistently in trouble oftentimes get a free pass. That yeah. That's something from my own parenting history. That's reality. Yeah. I mean, sure. That that's a, a thing is there's, there's going to be inconsistent application of, of the rules, right? Like that's just, what it is, and you're like, all right, do we do let it slide this time? This kid's doing a little bit better, even though he's had a bad pass. So they may be like, let this one go with a warning. Oh, this person's never in trouble. Let's let's scare him. So like he or she never doesn't like there's yeah, there's goofy stuff. And that's that that kind of enforcement of the rules is what makes a lot of kids feel that like schools are are a prison system. You know, now I don't I don't say that with like glee or like exaggeration that that is how a lot of kids feel and your school might be different uh not yours specifically tim but like you listeners out there your school might be different your kids school might be different but there are a lot of schools there where they gotta apply those rules consistently no matter how ridiculous no matter how arbitrary they're going to apply those and even if that has consequences for the rest of that kid's life now you're gonna do it well we gotta those are the rules sorry out of my hands just following orders whatever This is one of those things where this could potentially have consequences for the rest of this kid's life. Now, I I think that his parents are, I want to say that his parents are very proactive. They certainly will get him other opportunities. But this this is something that, that the violation of why did his, the question is, why did his bag get searched? Why, what? Uh, students don't have the same rights that uh, the rest of us do. They don't really have full Fourth Amendment rights. They don't really have full First Amendment rights. They, um, they don't. That's, that's, and that's like, like that adding to that prison metaphor. Like, like I remember in my school, like they would they would bring in like like dogs and whatnot to go search our lockers. Occasionally, it was just like a thing. They would, you know, yeah, just bring there stuff was- around, try to find like weed or or guns or whatever you know they're trying to look for they're uh uh they bring the dogs around and they could just open up your locker you don't you don't have a right to be secure in that space uh you don't, you don't have a right really... to privacy you don't have a right to have a bag in school that is free from um uh, search and seizure by not even a an a trained law enforcement official just a no, teacher yeah. can be like teacher, hey yeah, this can, is what i found you know bag. yeah your, your bag is is you know not <laughs> protected from that like and and people will be oh it's a safety thing what if someone has a weapon where you know yeah but like you don't yeah the students don't have the same rights that that adults do and that's uh i was gonna say for better or worse but like for the most part i think it's it's a bad thing that the trained students in that mindset that they don't they don't have the same rights that adults do it certainly makes them either angry or complacent in either one either both of those things is a, a a interference in their development as human beings for sure yeah i think i don't know no i I agree well yeah you're not you're not going to be in a a pro-freedom pro-liberty mindset if you're you're going to do that you're either going to be you know bitter or uh complacent as you said um but yeah but we 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 do have to end the radio show now we we might be able to talk for a couple more minutes on the, the the live stream but thanks everyone who's listening to wysl we appreciate y'all being with us tonight Have a wonderful night, folks. A free solution. We're out on the radio show. Yeah, so the the parents offered. This this kid is... 
no kid is perfect, right? But this kid's pretty perfect. He's a polite, you know, decent young man who who trains. His goal, like, he, he trains for his goal. This is not – he's earned his – the respect that he's getting um, and the predictions that people are making. Like, he's earned them. I – he he's been wrestling as long as my kid, and I think even longer. Like, and my kids, I started my kid wrestling when he was like six years old. It's it's guys, I'm telling you what, if you have little kids and they have a like a streak of aggression in them, get them on a wrestling mat. It's an absolute blast. They have so much fun. It, they they, I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's good training. Um, it's a great mindset. Uh, but yeah, they the parents offered. They're like, let's test them. Let's just show you that this is what we're saying is true. Yeah. You know. And they said uh, that he violated the rules. So here's here's the prescribed remedy for violating this rule. It makes me sad. Yeah, that, that, that's reality. That's a bummer. That's um, I did so. have. Uh, did I have? I, th- I lost. I had a fake news thing, but I lost it. Uh, do, do you, do you want to talk about how we're going to mandate chocolate milk across the country? Oh God, <laughs> See I hope that. So. Uh, is that true oh okay well i'll read the uh lee stefanik our, our uh congresswoman from uh up up north there right uh, right yeah albany area she's pretty yeah. close to the, the the freedom variant yeah so up up in the adirondacks mostly right uh her tweet, yep. the fight this hashtag save chocolate milk continues. Proud to propose a federal law that would require all schools to offer flavored milk. School kids deserve access to nutritious and delicious milk options that our dairy farmers work hard to provide. <sighs> well, how, how do you feel about mandatory chocolate milks? I don't feel I don't feel good <laughs> about mandatory anything, but if you're gonna mandate something, I guess it might as well be chocolate milk. You know, yeah, it's not the worst thing the government has mandated, but no. Uh... no. And look, you know, like they 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 vitamin vitamin D, man. The kids need it, especially this time of year. It's good for yeah. Them. No, milk I mean, I, I guess there's there's a like kind of a health push in um in like New York City, I guess to, to like maybe like phase out some of the like sugar added chocolate milk stuff sure um, I can, i'm sympathetic to that there is there is, is yeah. guys really good chocolate milk like has like 400 calories for every eight ounces like you know the hershey stuff that you buy yeah I, like, it's, it's delicious it is not good for you uh i no, and, and no. i say this as as someone who had like chocolate milk like almost every day from like kindergarten on up right like it's <laughs> I have a funny story about chocolate milk, right? Like I'm, I was probably in my late twenties, early thirties. Right. And I was still kind of health conscious and I, I, I wanted to make sure I was getting the right amount of calories and stuff. So I go get my $6 lunch and I would get a quart of chocolate milk with it. I'm like, milk's gotta be better than whatever. And I read it. It's like, yeah, 300 calories, you know, and it's a whole quart of milk. And I'm like, all right, cool. So with my lunch, I would drink like, a quart of milk and eat a sub, you know? And I'm like, man, all right. About two weeks of this, I did this about two weeks straight. And all of a sudden I'm like, I think I just gained like 15 pounds. in Like about two weeks. And I read the milk carton again. And I'm like, it's it's actually twelve hundred calories at least. I'm about to say, like there's several servings there, right? Yeah. That's like wow. That was yeah, bad. That's, that's how I get you guys see how many servings per container it is. <laughs> 300 uh, calories per serving. And I think the servings might have been six ounces. So it was probably like 1,400 calories for that quart of milk, like all at one shot in the middle of the day. Like it put fat on me so fast. I didn't. No, yeah. And it'll, it'll do that. You know, it's actually a, a really great like running recovery drink. Like it sounds it sounds ridiculous. But like if you, you go run like eight miles, like a cold glass of chocolate milk immediately afterwards is the best thing ever. I'm not, I'm not getting miles. it. That sounds insane. What do you? What is that? That's yeah. masochism, brother. <laughs> Who does yeah, that? It's, did you I, do that? No, I did not just do that. I I have been less great about running since my son was born. <laughs> so, sure. No, I but but I used to I, I used to do that like pretty frequently. I was I was training for a half marathon, um, and you know that after a run, like you do like a protein shake or like a big glass of chocolate milk it's good and you know i'm gonna agree with that patricia burned dairy is the best chocolate milk man it's pretty good it's pretty good i do I, like I the burned do. dairy 
Yeah, chocolate milk is good. I used to we, we had we had, a, we had a chocolate milk vending machine. It was like a burned dairy vending machine in my school. Oh my god, the chocolate milk, great. the whole milk, and the uh, strawberry milk. Um, because they didn't want to do like soda vending machines. Like the soda stuff was like restricted, and they would only turn it on for like basketball games. And then so you had like a Gatorade vending machine, a milk vending machine that was turned on all the time, and then like a soda machine that like would only uh, be on like after hours. I I do have a a collection of rodent predictions. All right. This could be important, right? Like Phil, the OG groundhog, he's predicting six more weeks of winter. Jimmy, the groundhog, um, actually got put in the pot after he bit the mayor of Sun Prairie in the ear in 2015. Um, (laughs) Milltown Mel Got caught up with problems with state law this year after the previous prognosticator expired. Woody the Woodchuck emerged from a tiny green door in a uh, human-made tree stump on Thursday. No no real predictions. Waffle House Will saw his shadow and immediately tried to fight it and is up against six more weeks of probation. <laughs> Love it. It was pretty good, right? Like that was built right up to that. There you go. The the full full set of predictions. Yes. Six more um, weeks of probation. Six more weeks of probation. Wow. Um Well, I don't know. And 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 we got we got Thomas here making jokes in the, the comment section. Found out from a patient that diarrhea is hereditary. It's in your genes. <laughs> it's in yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh. <laughs> um, this is could be the most important question of the evening. Is there a Waffle House in New York City in New York? No. I don't think so. No, Patricia, there is no Waffle Houses in New York. It's it just like they they fight Chick Fil A's. They fight Waffle Houses. It's, I mean, yeah, we got. I feel like we got a bunch of Chick Fil A's now in New York. Do you? Kalinda through well, Kalinda Thruway stopped. They're putting them there. Remember? Nice. That I didn't no, know that. I know. I, I'm kind of mad about that one because they're closed on Sundays, like which is that usually is, the day I'm traveling. <laughs> yeah, that could be a little unfair. I I could get that. I could get that. Um, that's a, uh, any any other controversy around them aside, that they're being closed on Sunday is not a great place for a travel stop. Not a, not a great look for the throughway. Yeah, you uh, cannot have food on Sunday. No, but no, you you gonna have to go down south for Waffle House, which I haven't been the one in in a while. I mean, now you just get you you can do Denny's up here, like you know that's 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 the best place to go if you want breakfast food and a fight at two in the morning. Um, Denny's, so that's that's the spot. Denny's is one of my favorites. Um, always the food is always consistent there. You know, you you know what to expect. That's, you I, do, you do. I I can I can say that about that and. Um, you now Patricia says, uh, humans are the only, uh, creatures who continue drinking milk once weaned. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we got, we got fancy genes for it. Well, at least, uh, some people do. Not everyone does. Yeah. It's, it's funny because guess what? Before 1900, their milk was not a mass consumed product. It, it, there was yeah. like a whole regulatory environment that got created around the milk industry. That oh, yeah. We, subsidized the, the heck out of it now. They, they did. They got did milk campaigns and all all this stuff. They yep. So government cheese. That's how government cheese. <laughs> no, we like the, the US it sounds like a joke, but the US has like caves and caves and caves full of cheese because they the US like guarantees milk to be sold at a certain price. And so they'll buy up this milk at a certain price for, for some folks and you end up with government subsidized cheese, so they just they just keep storing it. I love it. I'm gonna yeah. if if and when the zombie apocalypse happens, I'm finding one of those caves. Yeah, you though. find them cheese caves. That's where, yeah, that's where I'll to go. One. I will be the cheese king of the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I'm looking there forward. And that's that's smart. There's um you know uh there's a book of short stories that Andrew Heaton wrote. Um and and one of them is about like the economics of the zombie apocalypse. And the main protagonist, the first thing she does is she goes and raids uh like a tobacco store. 
She goes and gets all the cigarettes, tries to, to, to get all the cigarettes in town that she can. I like it. That's another good one I'd go after. I'd yeah. probably go to a pharmacy too with full force. Like I would go to a pharmacy and try to take it and, and own okay. it forever. It, absolutely critical, um, critical to our, our, our current way of life for sure. Yeah. Pharmacy is a good one. Cigarettes, understandable. I think in this story, like she went after cigarettes because she figured no one else would think of that, but people would start to miss them in a few weeks. And then eventually negotiates like one cigarette for one bullet from people who uh, had a different take on, on the items to, to go after. I would. Yeah, there's a balance there. The people that can trade effectively would be very successful in the zombie apocalypse. That's economics is that's everywhere. The economics of it. The, yeah. The, this, Tim's plan is to become big pharma, Patricia. I would that's be a, big pharma. I yeah, would that's, be big pharma in my neighborhood anyway. <laughs> uh <clears throat> So that's real. That's real. Um, all right. Uh, do 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 have any, Do you have any other fake news or no? But man, I had a blast tonight. That was great. Yeah. I, and you made it through the show, Kevin. I think everybody should know how heroic your performance is, is. tonight. It's, it's injured. I, I injured my 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 instrument here. I, so I was telling Tim about this before the show. I pulled a muscle in my neck. I, I pulled a muscle in my throat. I sneezed weird. And like I did this like last Thursday. I was like, oh man, like that kind of hurt. That was weird. I sneezed on Saturday. And then like suddenly it felt like I got punched in the throat. Like I could not talk. I could not like drink water. I, I felt like I was starting to have trouble breathing. I went to the uh to the, the urgent care and he's like, uh yeah, man, you just you just pull the muscle in your throat. So the, and it was swelling up a little bit and kind of pushing against my esophagus and like against like the, the ear tubes that run down here. And I was like, oh, man, how do I how do I hurt myself in such a dumb way? It's like, oh you're getting old. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Sorry. But it's just, just the way it yeah, is. Pull pull the muscle in my throat by sneezing. Like what what dumb way to injure myself. So you know, last last couple of days, like I have been like having trouble talking for a long time. Uh, but I, I you made got it through it tonight pretty good. I, I did. Yeah, I, I did feel free to to go on extra long rants though. So just like, got to go. give your throat a rest. I just let you go on. Yeah, <laughs> you were like, except for the MK. You're like, all right, let's I'll talk let about away with tonight. He, he can have it tonight. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> see, this is your opportunity, Tim. Yeah, man. But anyway, right. guys, like, I, I like the anti-war. Uh, machine. I like to kept the points that uh, rage against the anti- whatever rage against the war machine. I like the concept. Um, Kevin made some great points. We can't just be pro Russia. We have to be anti war. Like that's yeah. a better way to be. That's my yeah. closing thoughts for tonight. This is important. Apply those principles consistently. And I said I'm not not against the idea of a rally, but we we got to make sure we're being consistent on it and doing the best we can to spread that anti-war message because it's very, very important. Yeah. I, I love their list of demands uh, for the most part. I thought that that was pretty excellent. Maybe unrealistic, but I loved sure, it. It was pretty good, wasn't there? But, um, all right. Well, uh, we should call it a night, though. Uh, th- thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Always appreciate you. Appreciate the engagement, the comments that we're getting tonight. Take care. Yeah, we'll see you next week. A free solution 